It's the Early Access Podcast, episode 31, April 28th, 2020. I'm your host, DJ Nikki Kuehler is here with me on the show. We have uh, a lot of fun things that popped up in the news this week, from the TLOP2 leaks to more Twitch news. I feel like every week, I, I, I've mentioned on the show before, that I feel like all I do is talk about Twitch news and uh, things that have gone wrong on this terrible, terrible website. And this week is no exception. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, twitch.tv slash Shampoo, 8 p.m. PST for the live stream if you want to catch us live. Hey, join me on Discord, discord.gg slash Shampoo. Let's start first with, it's April 28th, and we are 40 or 50 days into quarantine, something like that. They, they've extended Northern California's quarantine throughout May, I think it was. Do you remember Kuehler? I, if this throughout was a, May. If this was the first thing I was going to talk about on the show, I probably should have written it in the show notes like a smart guy. But I, so I have been growing out my face hair. And this is probably bad radio because you can't see me if you're not watching this live on twitch.tv slash shampoo. But I've been growing out my facial hair since like two days before shelter in place lockdowns. I am like 45 ish days into growing out my facial hair. And I found this clip, which I linked in the Twitch chat, of me playing Uncharted from. Must have been like a year or two ago, um, maybe a little more than that. And I look like I I look legitimately super old now. Like my mustache has really come in. My beard looks terrible because I don't actually have hair follicles on my chin. I legit look like a different person now. Like I actually look like an adult. And I compared pictures of myself from when I was. Um, someone took a picture with me when I was nineteen. And then I took a, I took that same picture, same pose in a similar location when I was 24. I literally look the same. It's just Asian genes. But now from like 24 to 25, I, I've grown in the facial hair and my hair is ridiculous. My hair hasn't gotten this long uh, since one time when I grew it out on stream for like eight months. It is, uh, it is getting, it is getting pretty, um, pretty rowdy. I do not look great at all whatsoever. I'm not going to admit, but... I have not left my house in 45 days. I'm not, you know, I I go up and down. You know, some days you feel a little bit better than others. But I expected us to probably have to sit in our houses until May. And I, I'm pretty, you know how they say it takes 21 days to set in a routine. I feel like the 21 days has passed and the routine is now set. And I don't feel so bad anymore. Like I, I'm going to see people when I see people. I sit here once a week with Keeler and me and Keeler talk about people getting banned on Twitch. And I, I'm not I'm not feeling too terrible anymore going through my day. Uh, I have plenty of work in my full-time job to keep me busy. And of course, we have the Early Access Podcast. Well, the first thing we're going to talk about is... Let's talk about the Alinity Man first, because that is something that I think absolutely uh, has taken over Twitter and Twitch. So, for those of you in the future who might have forgotten, for those of you who didn't catch it, um, for those of you who don't follow gaming Twitter, good for you. Alinity was banned for one day and four minutes. Now, I couldn't remember if she was racist or if she threw a cat or if she beat someone on stream, so I had to do a lot of research, and apparently only some of those things are true. So, uh, Alinity was the girl who had thrown a cat now that she threw the cat clear over her head um there's a lot of people saying a cat's land on their feet the cat was fine i have found less talked about screenshots of her also sitting on her cat multiple times i see two two different screenshots of it i'll actually link i didn't know about this one let me link this to you here keeler um i'm gonna link it to her in discord i did not 
learn about this until I did some further research. Now, because this is an audio-only show, we're going to have to describe this a little bit better. Let me know if you agree, Keeler. She is not putting her full weight on the cat. Um, she looks like she's kind of doing a squat with her butt on the cat, but she's sandwiching the cat between her shitty gaming chair and her ass. Um, and there's two separate pictures of her wearing completely different clothes doing this. It looks like she's also, like, supporting her weight by her arms by, like, lifting herself using yeah. the armrests of the chair. So she's not full-on sitting on the cat. I'll give her no, that. No, no. Um, and throwing cats. That's, that's ahead, still not something I would play with, though. Mm, no, like, not especially on camera. I would mess with, like, potentially crushing my animal. And you gotta think, this is a cat. Like, I have, I have like, literally leaned on my fully grown, like, 90-pound dogs. Like, I had some big dogs. And they're totally fine. But she is, she is sitting on a literal, like, feline. Uh, there's other screenshots of her shoving her fingers in her cat's mouth, which is not something I would do either. There's another screenshot of her. This seems to be, like, a six or seven foot tall clat climb, uh cat climbing structure that cats can chill at the top of there's a picture of her like tipping it over i don't know if it fell all the way over because a screenshot not a video but she's like pulling it over while the cats are sitting on top of it that one i'm not really too too brought up about and of course they're the famous pictures of the dogs um sniffing her crotch all of those you know the cat being thrown over her shoulder all those things i feel like are really minor until we get to the giving her cats vodka thing, which is really spread around. Now that, that I think is clear animal abuse. Uh, I don't know what alcohol does to cats, but I know what vodka does to me, and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> and this is a small cat that weighs one eighteenth of my fucking weight and doesn't have nearly as powerful as a liver as I do. Uh, I'm pretty sure vodka, I'm no expert, fucks up cats. And so that's that's one that I can clearly say, like, yo, all right, that's messed up. We do have this funny clip killer posted of uh, Vallejo Planning Commission member resigns after Vallejo, drinking... California. Vallejo, California. Um, yeah, it's this town around here. He drinks beer and throws a cat during the meeting. Now, we can't play the clip, but what happens is he picks up the cat... Shows it to the camera. Now, it's important to note that he has the boomer camera angle going. There's way too much headroom. It cuts off his chin. His head is, like, way at the bottom of the frame. So you can't really see the cat. Um, it's not incredibly well-framed. But he holds the cat up. He throws it. And a couple seconds later, you can hear the cat hit the desk or, or the floor or whatever. And he definitely did throw the cat. Because I listened to the clip a few times. And there was a pretty big pause between when the cat left his hand and when you could hear something hitting the floor, presumably oh, yeah. the cat. Oh, yeah, it flew. So he threw the cat. Um, he had to resign as a planning commission <laughs> he, he member. He resign on his own. And it seemed like there were some people saying maybe this was an overreaction, possibly. People who definitely had no connections to Twitch because they're following local politics. They tend to not overlap. But... I mean, he himself decided this was a bad enough thing and enough of a controversy to resign from his position. Vallejo Mayor Bob, I don't, I have no idea, Sempayan, is it? I, I guess. Um, oh, oh, the mayor. The mayor, oh. the mayor said this is an issue. Uh, the issue for me is his whole demeanor during this entire meeting, and probably not so much during the cap, but he was literally drinking beer during me, which I think, you know, uh, come yeah, on, man, it's one beer. How can, how messed up can you get off of one beer? Oh yeah. I don't get it all. Like, I, I I feel totally fine after one beer. I'm completely coherent. Like, I'm not even buzzed. 
Uh, I mean, I know people who can't get messed up after one beer, but I assume this guy is not one of them if he's doing that on, like, a meeting. This guy is, like, one beer is not so big of a deal. Throwing a cat, okay, but he suffered... Well, the point I'm trying to drive here is he suffered bigger consequences. Maybe not in the public eye because Alinity throwing her cat is really a meme. Literally a meme. I've seen memes of that. Yes. Um, but he suffered deeper career consequences than Alinity did for throwing her cat. And I also want to mention that uh, we should probably get to the crux of the issue. Alinity this week flashed her titty. And this was bare titty. Um, now, I do want to mention that people spreading it around uh, are... Not that's not a good thing to do to um go around and be reposting the the actual image itself, and maybe it's a little bit morally gray for me to even be talking about it because it is uh you know non consensual i I do think that she did it on accident. There are people out there who are like, "Oh no, she did this on purpose to get attention and while i think I do think I do think some people would do that on ac uh, on purpose. I do think in this case it was accidental, but that's neither here nor there. Um, it was straight up bare titty though. We saw one full titty, complete areola, top to bottom, clear as day, uh, straight on front into the camera. And she flashed it this week and Twitch was not very quick to ban her. And she did eventually get banned for a total of one day and four minutes. Now, my main criticism doesn't go to Alinity. I mean, I actually fuck her for feeding her cat vodka that that is a main yeah, criticism, a lot of criticism to throw at her let's be fair um i'm not getting mad at her for accidentally flashing a titty on twitch in fact i am of the stance that twitch is just a horny website uh, we've said it multiple times dude let's let's just allow full nudity on this website guys we are really towing the line here where uh we're allowing some things that, that are very very close to full-on nudity but anyway um, so she flashed a full titty. She was banned for a day and four minutes. I want to mention that she was not banned or punished at all, at least as far as Twitch goes, for feeding her cat vodka. So in my eyes now, Twitch has established titty worse than throwing kitty. And that that's a little bit backwards. Both of those things, I think, the titty is a little bit less punishable. The cat, I feel like, is an instant ban. That's just absolutely terrible. Um, now, I want to compare this to some other bans to give you a little bit more perspective. One one day, four-minute ban for Flashing Titty. Fork Girl, a body paint streamer, was banned for creating or sharing content featuring nudity, which was body painting. Body painting in Twitch's TOS is not banned, but Twitch's TOS does prohibit anything overtly sexual. Uh, she said on Kotaku, not my favorite gaming website, to be honest, but... We're going to take a quote from them. She told them, I wear pasties and I paint many layers of liquid latex over my chest to hide the pasties, she told Kotaku via a DM. I also start with my face, uh, my camera on my face and neck only until my chest has been painted. This fits within Twitch's terms of service and community guidelines and is the standard for most body painters on Twitch. As an extra precaution, I stream with my heater on around 80 degrees Fahrenheit to prevent my body from reacting to cold. That That's actually really smart. Uh, as a non-body painter, that is not something that I would have considered. Keeler, I'm going to send you the article and... Mm -hmm. I want, I want your opinion on this. Um, it's always good to get two eyes on an audio show. 
But scroll down to the second picture on this Kotaku article. For those of you who want to see it, the Kotaku article is called Body Painting Streamer Banned for Nudity Despite Efforts to Stay Within Twitch's Rules. So I have a picture here that I'm looking at of the alleged screenshot, um, the reason she got banned. I'm looking at it right here, and it doesn't look that bad. There's a lot of cleavage. She's clearly not wearing a bra, um, but you cannot see any semblance Healer. Uh, feel free to add after no, this. No, the fact that it actually looks really good. There's the it, green. It looks also. really good. The green paint honestly looks real. Oh, are you the looking at? Down. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the pink one. Uh, do you see like yeah, the pink? There's, there's painted also the bra green thing? one. So yeah, she was she was painting a fan made skin of Fermofony? Ferrofony? It's a chick from Smite. Fermofony? Okay. It's a chick from Smite with a low cut top, and um. She, I, I, for, for someone in broadcasting, my ability to pronounce things on my first try is terrible. Uh, I cringe kind of Persephone. Persephone. Um, Persephone. That was squirrel in German. I think I got like 80% of the way there. I cringe <laughs> I haven't been practicing at all. I learned that word like well, three we'll weeks let, ago. We'll and let it's still the Germans in my head. decide. If um, there's any Germans out there, please feel free to message him on Discord. Yeah, let me know. Um, so, Fort Girl was banned for for this painting so you have you do have the deep cleavage but no areola there whatsoever um absolutely no nipple Kula, would you agree yeah no 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 and so uh she was banned. she had pasties on there was many layers of liquid latex the the 80 degrees fahrenheit is 5000 iq to not see any pokies around whatsoever um and she was banned indefinitely uh her account was given back what did I write down here? The ban was indefinite because she had a 24-hour ban twice before, um, and Twitch eventually did reinstate her account. Um, that's one instance of Twitch maybe going a little bit too far. Um, objectively, there was more titty in Alinity's clip than there was in Fork Girl's clip, uh, while Alinity suffered a smaller ban. Um, my my main problem here is not with Alinity, it's with Twitch Twitch's inability to enforce their rules consistently and fairly across everyone um, and across the entire platform. I do want to mention that Alinity did give herself a three-day ban while Twitch gave her a one-day ban, and she was actually begging Twitch on Twitter to issue her a ban because she's suffering a lot of heat. There are a lot of accusations. Oh, she's sucking someone off at Twitch. She's sending someone at Twitch nudes in their DMs. She's trying to get lighter sentences. Alinity was actually going to Twitch and tweeting at them, hey, um, ban me, and no matter what happens, I'm banning myself for three days. Now, the problem, again, with a one- to three-day ban is this brings more attention to your channel than it does harm. Uh, if a ban is not substantial, we're talking seven days, 30 days, right? A one, three-day ban is really just a little bit of time off to spend in Discord or spend promoting your other platforms. You know, you're still going to remain relevant. And when you come back, uh, you're going to have a, a great comeback stream where people are going to resub and... Uh, it's it's gotten a lot it's of news. Same news thing cycle. happened. It's still in the news cycle. Exactly. Same thing happened with Doctor Disrespect. I mean, he was banned for a month, and he does a great job of doing comebacks. And he, he had this whole thing planned when he was banned for streaming in a bathroom at E3, um, which leads to to say that you know while banning is one of the punishments you can uh, put out on the internet, restricting someone from using your platform, it seems like it's it's more helpful to people sometimes if they can play it well than it is harmful. Um, I want to also mention 
There's two other instances. XQC, XQC uh, an Overwatch streamer, showed literally one frame of dick. He was watching um, porn, but it's porn made safe for work. So it's like a girl, for example, sucking on a banana. Like she's actually sucking a dick, but someone like goes into Microsoft Paint and draws a banana over it. So it looks like she's eating a banana. And there was exactly, some, someone went through and reported XQC. They found one frame of dick and he was banned for three days. Um, whereas Alinity was banned for one day. Dick is a three day ban. Titty is a one day ban. Um, now, there is a bit to say with uh, people reporting. You know, if, if someone hadn't gone through the VOD, someone hadn't reported XQC, then he might not have been issued a ban at all. Um, and it was completely accidental. I think in both both instances there. But we have another one. Uh, this tweet is from... Oh, I also want to mention, Twitch did give XQC a heads up before he got banned, which is very unique. Um, one last one from at your fellow Arab. He tweets, Hey, at Twitch, I once got hosted for 4K viewers, did a minor booty shake, and got suspended within 45 minutes for seven days for sexual activity. Alinity showed her tits has been up for three hours. Now, I didn't see the clip on that, so I don't know exactly what water that holds, if any, um, or you know how much booty cleavage she had going on there. But it did take well over three hours. It might have even be closer for a day for Twitch to take any action on this. Uh, overall, not too mad at Alinity. I think it was an accident, uh, but I really do think Twitch is doing a terrible job of enforcing their policies across the platform, whether it be body paint streamers, whether it be nudity, whether it be people yelling the N-word. Uh, it's just, this website has a long way to go. And I, I cannot figure out myself the hierarchy. What is worth? Tit, vagina, dick. I Twitch apparently um, is a little bit arbitrary in how they issue these. All right. Next up in gaming. The other side, also, before we go on to that. Go ahead. Part of Alinity is also not getting a longer ban is because it's her first ban. And there's the fact that it is her first ban after, like, several animal abuse cases, either borderline or completely indisputable, none of which got a ban. The vodka one is indisputable. Sitting on your cat's not cool. Those have been bans much more than any bit of nudity. Absolutely. And the, this the, one would have been yeah. much longer, probably, as a result of that. It's like the fact that she's not considered a repeat offender because apparently spitting vodka into your cat's mouth is not an offense. And I do want to mention that Alinity did yeet her cat over her head while that uh, Vallejo Planning Commission member kind of like threw it off to the side. She was uh, grabbing I, it by the back of the neck, which I've known cat owners who like do that too. You can do that. That's how like the mothers carry their cats. The yeah, cats that's why. So like. It seems to be okay to some level. What he did was still not necessarily okay, but like the level of grabbing it by the neck and just kind of tossing it to the side versus just flipping it over your head is something else. All right. Uh, We're going to move forward to talk about The Last of Us Part 2 now. For those of you who don't know my relationship with The Last of Us, it was the first major game on Stealth Shampoo. I was the first person to get a partnership off of playing The Last of Us. It had a factions multiplayer. Played it every day. I am so burnt out on playing The Last of Us that six years later, I am still burnt out. I have absolutely zero interest in The Last of Us Part Two, especially that it doesn't have any multiplayer whatsoever. I, I truly just do not care 
about the franchise. I played it every day, eight hours a day, seven days a week. I remember there was a month where I played The Last of Us like 29 out of 30 days of the month. And then I wanted to play this little indie game. It was called A Good Snowman is Hard to Build. It was a little puzzle game about building snowmen. People freaked the fuck out. You quit The Last of Us. Oh my, he hates the game. I eventually, because I was so successful on the game, drove myself to play it so much that Kueler was actually around at the time and can testify. I I really started hating the game at the end. I I was sick of playing it. There was okay. I would I would drop games that were like I would get eighty percent of the kills in the lobby and I'd just be like, I don't care. Like that brought I, me no I sense. I compared you to a DMV employee where yeah. they're doing their job, but they look like every bit of them, like they have the squidward pin that says, I really wish I weren't here right now. Yeah, and I, I truly And it honestly didn't. makes it not fun. It is not fun to watch someone play a game that they absolutely despise. See, while you say that, and while people say play what play what you have fun with, play what you want to watch, uh, play what you you know want to play. Clearly, you had viewers, but I was not I, having fun. I, I maintain joy in it. I maintained the the market cap for viewers in, in the Last of Us category on Twitch was about a hundred. I did not lose viewers, even though I was, I was actively not enjoying the game, driving myself to play it, complaining about the long queues, complaining about oh I hate this map, oh wow another win whatever, complaining about anything there was to complain about in the game. People still wanted to watch me, and people would rather watch me play something that they're familiar with and that I've been doing over and over than they would something new, which the game after that was Destiny. Lost a lot of viewers uh, swapping over to Destiny, a game that I enjoyed until I drove that game into the ground as well. The cycle continued. Anyway, The game drove you into the ground, I think yeah. it was more like. Um, but anyway, I played quite a bit of that game and I am still to this day burnt out about it. I can, I, 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 you could play any sound from that game any like gunshot sound equipping a molotov makes a specific sound the throwing sound i can i can tell you exactly what it is um i played every map in that game i played remember it came out on ps3 i played it on ps3 then it got remastered on ps4 and i played it on ps4 that is how far i drove this game into the ground as i play i bought it and played it twice absolutely got sick of it and i wasn't mixing in any other games at the time um so a couple people um well i should back up a little bit the last of us part two spoilers have been leaked on the internet and i have watched them and we're going to keep this spoiler free for those of you who for some reason care about that stupid game i'm going to keep this completely spoiler free but a couple people um on the internet are not big fans of mine um, I've just been around for a very long time and people have come in or they just want to be trolls on the internet. It, uh, honestly, might actually be the second one because who even cares about messing with me anymore? Um, I'm not playing 100 viewers a day anymore. But we had a couple people come into chat or slide in my DMs and just drop The Last of Us spoilers. And look, I ruined The Last of Us for myself six years ago. I am so far ahead of you. I don't care about any of this stuff. I don't care who dies. I don't care about the ending of the game. And I have seen all the spoilers. Um, not because I've been going out and searching for them, but because people have been talking about them and I read the news articles and I clicked on them and I, I think I've seen a good chunk of the game. And I'm, again, not going to spoil anything for you guys. But uh, I have a testimony here from Jonathan Cooper at GameAnim on a Twitter uh, where he talks about, there's going to be a little bit of a long thread. I'm going to read through the whole thing, so I'm not putting words in his mouth or summarizing anything. It, it's Twitter. It's a bunch of tweets, but come on, they're not that many words per tweet. When I left Naughty Dog late last year, they threatened to withhold my final paycheck until I signed additional paperwork stating I wouldn't share their production practices. They finally relented when I assured them that that was most likely illegal. 
The truth is, I have no awful crunch tale. The story animators, as we were known, were averaging 46 hours a week when I left, and I personally never went over 55. The story team is super organized and reacted to wherever was thrown at us. That's not to say others weren't suffering. For the demo shown last September, the gameplay animators crunched more than I've ever seen and required weeks of recovery afterwards. One good friend of mine was hospitalized at that time due to overwork. He still had over half a year to go. There have been others since. The reason I left is because I only want to work with the best. That is no longer Naughty Dog. The reputation for crunch within LA is so bad that it is near impossible to hire seasoned contract game animators to close out the project. As such, we loaded up on film animators. With super talented, while super talented, they lack the technical design know-how to assemble the scenes. Similarly, the design team ballooned with juniors to make up for the attrition of key roles. Uh, every aspect of finishing the game took much longer due to the lack of experience on the team. Don't get me wrong, these kids are mostly awesome and were, uh, were the best were great. Uh, it's just when the junior-senior ratio is so out of balance, things can really make the grind and more time is spent training than actually working. LA teams, make sure to pick them up when all their contracts end. Contract work is a huge part of the LA ecosystem to ship large games. Unlike game design, there's a thriving anime industry here and seasoned animators can often choose their projects. Most of the contract animators quit, uh, contract story animators quit last year. Those that don't can be at Naughty Dog for two to three projects with pauses in between and while paid overtime, never receive benefits for the security of a full-time gig. This is the way the industry is moving, so workers need more protection rather than the carrot of the full-time job one day, in quotes. These are Naughty Dog stories. Um, there are Naughty Dog stories worse than this, but like everything on my Twitter, I'm focusing on animation. For TLAO 2 fans, the game should turn out great with industry-leading animation. I would just not recommend the game anymore. Uh, I would rec- Jesus Christ, I should be better at this. I'm in the broadcasting industry. I would just not recommend anyone work at Naughty Dog until they prioritize talent retention. Ultimately, Naughty Dog's linear games have a formula, and they focus test the shit out of them. While talented, their successes do impart to Sony's deep pocket fundings rather than skill alone. A more senior team would have shipped T-Lao 2 long ago. And um, we're actually seeing, as someone who played... I played the story probably in The Last of Us Part 1 ten times over. Um, on the hardest difficulties possible, but I mostly played factions. This is one of the reasons uh, I would speculate as to why factions was cut. If you have to make cuts, if you have to get a game out, the unpopular multiplayer portion of the game was niche. We did see a couple people play it, but it was um, ultimately a, you know, looking at the 100 viewer cap on Twitch, not something that was super popular. We've seen that with all of Naughty Dog's multiplayer titles from Uncharted 2, 3, and 4. Um, if you were going to cut something to make sure that you get a good single-player experience out, that would be Factions. And um, the the game has been delayed. I mean, it was supposed to come out last year, got delayed again, then once again it was delayed um, because of the whole global pandemic. Uh, it's gone through a, quite a few delays. And so um, this leak was due in part to an employee not being satisfied with... Um, I don't know if it was an employee, a contract, but someone who was working on the game uh, was not satisfied with the way that Naughty Dog was treating its employees. And so they just leaked major, major cutscenes. And uh, I'm not going to say what they are, but uh, I can tell you that they are absolutely pivotal um, cutscenes in the game that people would, people would reference um, after their playthroughs as, as major plot points. And so... Uh, I've seen a lot of people talk about this um, from, you know, just random gamers saying, yeah, workplace rights or 
oh, I just wanted any kind of information about the game um, to people commenting. And this is kind of more where I lean, despite the fact that I absolutely don't care about the game. Um, while you while you are, you know, fighting against bad workplace practices and the mistreatment employees and apparently according to Jonathan Cooper people were hospitalized they were working so hard uh, it does hurt the rest of the dev team to leak things like this um, I'm familiar with more so with Pokemon leaks how they build up these whole marketing events and these whole campaigns and by leaking something early that can really hurt the effectiveness of a big push of a big reveal you reveal a Pokemon early you know and it gets leaked and then they don't have as effective of a big marketing push that was planned for weeks, months ahead of time. And a big schedule leading up to um, teasers about the game or the game's launch. And so ultimately this does hurt the, the, their coworkers um, who work hard to reveal something um, that they've been working on for obviously a very long time and been crunching on. Um, but then again, of course, there are a lot of stories out there of Naughty Dog not quite treating their workers. Um, there's that other article. I think we read it on an early, earlier early access podcast. Maybe read it off stream. It was the one with pipes falling on workers. Keeler, do you remember that one? I think Keeler liked yes, that one to me. Yes, yes. There's like one pipe that just fell. Didn't hit anyone, thankfully, but it just fell in the middle of the night. And they were working in the middle of the night. Um, and there's a lot of stories out there like that. So we see very thankful. Um, I work at a startup company, not a AAA video game studio. And my... I am happy to do my work. I feel like I'm contributing to the company. And it's also very balanced. I get eight hours of sleep. You know, the, you know, it's, of course, sometimes seven, nine, whatever. But, you know, the eight hours of sleep, eight hours of play, working on personal projects, sitting around and playing Temtem, and then eight hours of work, sleep, play. It, it fits very well. I feel like I have a very good workplace balance. But not everyone who works in the game industry has that, um, especially if you're working at at bigger studios crunching to release a game that has been about to come out for a very long time. And I have been dreading the day it comes out because my entire Twitter feed, I already have all the terms muted, but uh, I am dreading the day it comes out and it's going to be all I hear about. It's kind of like what Animal Crossing is right now. It's all you hear about is freaking tuna prices and uh, uh, who's been giving Blathers bugs this past week. T Lao is going to be taking over internet discourse, Twitch gaming, Twitter discourse. Um, and I'm not looking forward to that because I don't care about the game. I'm, I'm truly so burnt out about it. It's kind of like if you've ever like had too much of one kind of alcohol. If you were like 18, and you drank too much tequila, and now as an adult you hate tequila. Um, or the first time you ever got like a really bad hangover and you threw up. Um, because you drank too much of one type of alcohol and then you can't stand it anymore. That's actually how I feel about T Lao. Um, I, it's just a, it's a series that I, I'm so burnt out on that literally six and seven years later, I, I'm sick. Like, I just don't care. I don't care about the story. Um, it's a very formulaic story in my opinion also. Um, Sony has a lot of those games where it's like the father figure and then the, the raising is smaller, you know, um, that's God of War. Um, that's Assassin's Creed 3. You know, you have Connor and what was... Was assassin the the um Haytham, I think that was his name. Um, the father son dynamic, uh, and and the single player linear stories. I know Assassin's Creed isn't a Sony exclusive, but um, they really seem to lean into those stories because people connect with those. And um, I just don't care. I just don't care. I I just I just want to play Temtem and run around in the same patch of grass, gathering pan suns repeatedly. 
All right, last gaming topic because we're leaning into the gaming-related topics this show. Um, the VR porn game King of Brothels, which I can't show any footage of on stream. The VR uh, porn game King of Brothels released a small teaser. I'm going to make sure as I watch porn live on the podcast. Not really porn, it's just, just titties um, that I mute the tab. There's, there's a problem in VR porn right now um, that I, I feel like no one has brought up. And this King of Brothels trailer shows a presumably prostitute um, topless walking across uh, an open floor and, and you can see her from the front. One of the big problems with VR porn right now is I feel like we're going too hard on the titty physics. I, I don't think when walking normally, titties bounce that much. Um, we're quarantined, so I don't have... Uh, I, I would run actual tests... Um, unfortunately, I don't have access to any testing subjects right now due to shelter in place and staying six feet apart from people. But uh, man, these are Keeler. Do you want? Do you want a link? I'm not going to unsolicitly send you porn. I mean, fine. Uh, but this is if you ever play the Ninja Ga uh, Gaiden series, they had a feature where if you shook your DualShock controller, you could make the female characters' titties bounce. And I remember I was like 15 and I played that demo. And I was like, this is the greatest shit ever. This game is fantastic. Um, there was like one male character and three female characters. You shake the controllers and their titties mounts. That, as an adult, that's just not... I feel like we have a long way to go um, still as far as VR porn goes. And that's just not how the physics work. And it, it just it just looks too fluid to me. I know I know they're effectively like just soft pillows, but I feel like normal walking doesn't cause this much bounce. Are you seeing the gift killer? We have a lot of vertical yeah, movement here. There's way too much vertical movement in my opinion, and I'm seeing this in a lot of um, a lot of these games that they just look. We're still in that not uncanny valley. You know where, you know, the Uncanny Valley where it looks creepy and then it looks good? Um, I think we're before the part where it looks creepy, where it doesn't look quite good yet. Then it looks creepy and then it looks perfect. I feel like we're still before that, that creepy portion um, as far as VR models go in King of Brothels and a lot of other uh, games that I've looked at. Too much, too much vertical movement. All right, I think we've gotten... A good amount of gaming talk out. Keeler, do we have anything else to crunch out? I think we got most things. All right. Those definitely do bounds way too much, also. Yeah, right. It's they're, it's they're the not vertical. walking a lot, you know? They're not like walking a lot. Also, I heavily or taking heavy strides. In fact, they're being very steady right now. The left to right, I feel like there'd be more left to right movement. You know, because when you walk, it's it's not just pure vertical movement. I feel like you get you get a little yeah, bit of left to right sway. The movement's mostly in the hips in this walking. We're analyzing this very extensively. Yeah, which probably doesn't make for good radio. Um, but I saw that earlier today you in VR. Yourself and in VR-related news. We know you're all stuck at home. We all know you have nothing better to do, which is why I stumbled I mean, upon so, well, this we, today. We might, we might have essential work for viewers also, listeners. Yeah, and... Um, and for, oh, actually, so... May, um, and just in case anyone uses the Early Access podcast as a, an archive of human history, um, May in California, they're supposed to be lifting restrictions on shelter in place. So we're still sheltering in place, but apparently low-risk activities are going to be 
um, allowed and, and restrictions are going to be lifted. Of course, like conventions, concerts, those are all off the table. But apparently, um, starting in May, while we're still supposed to be social distancing, they're going to be uh, letting people go out and do uh, activities that put you lower at risk. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing what those are. I don't think one of those is going to be going to the arcade. That's kind of what I want to do, but I'm hopeful about that. But we're locked in for another entire month. I'm on, I think I'm on day like 50 or 60 of having stayed in. Uh, anyway, check out the Early Access podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you get your pod. Actually, no, just those places. It's all I send the RSS feed to. I'm too lazy to send me anywhere else. Discord.gg slash Shampoo, twitch.tv slash Shampoo to watch the show live. See you guys some other time.